It does have tit cannons, though, so. Yeah, you gotta have them titty cannons. And welcome to Dice Like Ice, episode 27. I'm your host, Tony Acton, and with me, as always, the Torment Giants Bane to my Mance Raider, Andrew Mitchell. Well, hey, I understand that reference, even before we started playing the game. Yeah, see, it was a good one. I've, I thought about doing uh, Theon and Rob, but we both end up dying and being shitbags, so... I'm just glad you didn't do Theon and Ramsey. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. That'd have been weird. That would have been that would have been all kinds of fucked That'd up. That'd have been all kinds of fucked up. <laughs> and the next yeah. episode it could have been Theon or it could have been Ramsey and Reek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Reek to my Ramsey. There's uh, there's not a lot of good pairs that stick around for a while in the Game of Thrones universe. No, pretty uh pretty grim and depressing setting. It's uh it is pretty, you can tell it's based on like real life historical yeah. <laughs> like medieval stuff. So it's it's pretty brutal and not very fun. Yeah. I know I've uh, I've got like an hour left in the first book. It's good. There's uh, it is, it is there's good. a reason people like that series. It is 100% just a fucking soap opera. Yeah, but like not horrible. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Oh man, so uh astute listeners will realize it's only been 2 weeks since our last episode. So, new record, we're actually trying to get back on a regular schedule with this stuff. So, let's hope it sticks that way. Uh, and Andrew, in that, nice. uh, yeah, wouldn't it though? Who knows? We'll try. Uh, we'll Andrew, try. in that, uh, in that two weeks, what you, what you been working on? Oh, hobby progress. Um, I got a decent bit done. Nowhere near as much as last time, but I also, uh, had about half as much time to work. So that makes some sense. Um, so I've been on a bit of a Warcry kick. I did pick up the Warcry Bloodhunt box, which is the one that came with the uh, the samurai vampires and the the, the furries of corn, uh, the Askergan True Blades, and the uh, the Claws of Karnak uh, are the actual names. So for those of you who are going to blow a gasket about me not getting lore stuff right, there <laughs> you go. Um, there will always be vampire samurais and the corn dogs to me, though. So uh, so I did. Uh, without finishing the bases, I, I have to do that next weekend. Uh, finished these Gurgan True Blades. Um, did them in kind of like a pale blue gray kind of skin tone. Just wanted to mix it up from like a standard vampire skin, which, you know, Rackarth flesh, wash it purple, highlight up to Pallet Witch flesh, and you're done. Very basic shit. Didn't do that. Did a lot of uh, like rust gray and um, Thunderhawk blue and stuff like that. So just wanted to mix it up. Gave them nice orange robes, gave them cool bloody blades. Uh, keeping in line with their uh, their lore, I didn't have any blood dribbling out of their mouth because they're all about self-control. They don't actually feed on uh, sentience. They only specifically feed on the beasts of Gur. So we just kind of kept it that way. So it was kind of fun. Uh, and then did finish the corn dogs. Um, I didn't actually do anything really special with them. I went with the very basic like red and red and brass armor. Uh, just very basic skin tones. Uh, pretty pretty overall kind of dull. Uh, more. I guess grim, dark looking. Um, covered everything in fake blood, blood for the blood god, all that stuff. So it was a good time. Really enjoyed doing them. Uh, I started getting back to the meat tree terrain a little bit. I uh, finally got everything to the point where I could give it its first wash, and then I just have to do some dry brushing and then um, pick out the bone stuff on that. That's the only stuff I'm really going to go hard on is the bone and the the actual meat trees. So hopefully I'll have them done by like mid May at this rate. 
Uh, and then the big one that I did finish. Fucking ever. Well, they've been like my in-between project. I'm I'm not really dedicated tons of time to them. The only the only time that actually took any like specific a long amount of time was doing the fucking ropes. Like for some reason, yeah, there's just know, so weeks, many weeks you were doing ropes on our Tuesday hangout. So many little ropes on that goddamn terrain that took so <laughs> long to pick out. Uh, once I finally finished them, it started going along very quickly. So now that those are done, it's it really shouldn't be much for me to finish. Uh, I just have to dedicate the time to them. But again, try and, try and get to finish my mid-May if possible. Uh, but the big one that I finished, uh, I have completely finished Archeon the Everchosen finally. And uh, God, beautiful. that is such a big model. Oh, thank you. I <laughs> I did I did accomplish what I was going for where I had the... Um, the lava effect, like I did with all the demons for that army, where he's got the you know, crack skin with lava flowing beneath it. I uh, went with a little darker on him to make it look like it's more, I don't know, congealed, I guess. I don't know what you would describe uh, describe molten stone becoming uh, hard again. Um, but I did do the multicolored heads to represent the gods, so the uh, the coronate head's a little bit darker red to make it stand out from the normal bright orangey-yellow lava I was doing. Uh, Zinch is blue and Nurgle's green, of course. Um turned out better than I expected it to, honestly. I, I, I thought for sure I was just going to have to get, go back over it and just do the plain lava effect, but hey, it worked out. Um, just, goddamn, that is such a huge model. <laughs> just yeah. painting the wings, just the wings took me like a week. It's it's so much real estate on that guy. It's ridiculous. It's genuinely as much plastic in him as it is like the rest of my army. But uh, I did finally get him done, top to bottom, basings done and everything. Uh, I did put a picture of him on the Instagram at uh, the Brush Goblin if you're interested in seeing it. Um, but I need to actually put up more pictures of the rest of the army because as of now, it's 100% <laughs> done. I, I just need to get a couple more things to beef it out, but I'm pretty happy overall with where that army currently is which is good because I have plenty of uh, Slanesh guys to paint up next. So, um, yeah, so that, that was fun. Um, and then currently working on a Lizardman Blood Bowl team. I've had them built for a while and decided to uh, actually finally put a real brush to them and get going. So hopefully have them finished within a week or so as well. Got the the basic team, and then I also got a Croxagore for them. So just enough to uh, play some pickup games pretty easily with them. So, yeah, a lot of fun. And that's you, all we have in progress. Just nowhere near as much as last time. I, I really feel like I was slacking, but I did finish Archeon, so, you know, that's something. Have you decided a paint scheme yet for your... for your, uh, Lizardmen? Um, so, what I'm doing right now is, uh, I'm doing, like, alternating tones. So, for the Saurus guys, the skin on them is going to be kind of like a bone white. And then, like, the top plate on the back of the head and the back is kind of dark black. And then I'm doing the reverse on the skinks, where their skin is black, and then that little carapace on their back is uh, bone-colored, and then the frill is also bone-colored. Nice. Uh, and then I don't know on the chameleons. I don't know if I just want to make them, like, wacky rainbow colors because they're chameleons. Um... So we'll figure that out. And then the Croxagore, I'm also not super sure on. I'm thinking maybe I'll just do him, like, gray tone, uh, but then, like, have various random scales be a mix of black and bone just to kind of call back to the other colors. Really not sure. I'll have to ponder it. Yeah. I was yeah, curious so about that's that. That's been the progress. Because I know you, had, you talked about going, like, freaky bright with him at one point, didn't you? No, yeah. uh, I think that was Trent because he was talking about okay. how he wanted to get Lizardmen and, and everybody's make them, talking like, about a nuclear. fucking Lizardmen team. They're cool. They're oh, cool. I, I also just uh, realized something that we totally forgot, Tony. Oh my God, our sponsor. This episode <laughs> is is sponsored by Grip 
and rip. What you drinking, oh, Andrew? Oh. There's the bottle cap roll. I can't believe we forgot it. Is that the first time we've forgotten? Yeah, I, I had picked mine up because I realized we forgot it, but I was going to let you keep going through Hogby Progress and then mention how all that talking might have made you parched. Ah, okay. So you did think about <laughs> I it. I did think about it. I was waiting for a good segue, but you just you just went right in there. You just you ah, just yeah, raw just... dog the grip and rip. Well, there we go. We, we, we got there in the end. So uh, today we are drinking Southern Tier Brewing Company's specialty beer. We got a vanilla scoop imperial ale made with Perry's ice cream. It is a 8.6%, so this one's uh, going to be interesting. Is it a, is it a 12 ounce? That is, uh, no, it's just standard. Oh, yeah, standard bottle. Um, yeah. Uh, really, really vanilla smell on that, though. Doesn't actually taste crazy like ice cream, which is, you know, I would have been surprised <laughs> if it did, but uh, wow, that is like filling the room levels of smelling like vanilla. Mm. Pretty good, too. Uh, what are you drinking today, Tony? Well, I am going with New Belgium's Voodoo Ranger Juice Force Hazy Imperial IPA, which smells Ooh. delicious. It's got like a, a really light orange smell to it. It kind of smells like a blue moon. And uh, it's a good old 19-ounce tall boy coming in at 9.5. Ooh, yeah, that's uh, that's going to be a fun one for you Ooh, by the end of this. That's good. Mm. Oh yeah, but uh, yeah, it was yeah. uh, it was one of those last minute buys, but I bought it on the art because the art is very Top Gun. It's the Voodoo Ranger on it, but it's very Top Gun pilot looking. He's wearing like a fucking fighter jet helmet and shit. Yeah, this was a uh, a last second purchase as well because I realized I had again forgotten to go by the liquor store and buy yep. beer. Um, so on the mm. way back, we we had a, a in person hobby hangout today at Phil's place and uh, working on the Lizardman team there. And then I re- like just last second remembered, oh god, I gotta get beer, and I turned really quickly <laughs> into the liquor store. So worked out. It worked. It was fine. Crisis averted. No more mm. Millers. That's I did. Funny. I did think about joking and getting a Bud Light, but I don't want to drink a Bud Light. So. But anyway, how about your hobby progress, Tony? What do you got going on? Uh, so I painted and built almost no Warhammer stuff, but I have been just fucking cranking out the Soyaf stuff. Getting them Soy Boys on the table? Yeah, so I totally finished up the two squads of Lannister Guardsmen, based movement trays everything, uh, built the two guard cat or built, <laughs> painted, fully finished the two guard captains that came with those guys, did the entire 12-man unit of Warrior Sons all the way through. Based, trays, everything, flowers, rocks, whole nine. I uh, got a handful of the Kingsguard built and finished. Fuck, I keep saying built. Painted and finished that yeah, I'll actually no use. Yeah, the, no building uh, on Song of Ice and Fire minis. Except for the occasional nice. uh, leg pops out of the fucking base because they're just pegged in there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the, uh, the only two Kingsguard I can see myself using are... Marin Trant because he throws out condition tokens and Barristan Selimi because Andrew has a fucking aneurysm when he's on the board. Fucking condition tokens, <laughs> my god. Um, then I got uh, Joffrey's melted Play-Doh motherfucking face finally painted. That model sucks. Yeah, he's ooh, he looks like he was sculpted out of like Laffy Taffy or something. Like, he's, most he's of these sculpts, most of the sculpts in this game are great, but this one is just just not um yeah 
Yeah. I, maybe he was just like one of the proof of concept sculpts or something, and maybe. they just kind of never went back and updated it. I really, it's 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 real rough. No, it's no real, real offense meant to the guy who sculpted it, but geez, it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I hope that was his practice one, and everything but else. The, has been the good Kingsguard since then. miniatures that come in the same box aren't that great. Like they're definitely mm. the weakest sculpts that I've dealt with in this game so far. It could just be that that was some of the starter models, and they just kind of hadn't gotten into the groove with it yet. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Either way, Joffrey ones. Whew, yeah, that yeah, is bad. that's fugly. Uh, let's see. Got my set of Lannister red cloaks in. Got those all the way painted, finished, based, trade. Same with a unit of crossbowmen. All the way painted, base, trade. Uh, painted up Tyrion Lannister, the, the little half-man last night. That was fun. And then um, this afternoon, I finished The Mountain That Rides. Got his tray and base done as well. Uh, picked up a unit of Castlery Rock Knights that I plan on running with my Lannisters. And then got the entire Baratheon start set and a unit of um, Stag Knights base coated like primed uh and for those yeah. wondering one can of chaos black primer will get you roughly 110 miniatures prime before it's totally empty i know that because i primed roughly 110 miniatures all at once and a few of those were significantly larger than others such as the mountain that <laughs> yeah, rides so two realistically, of them, the mountain and the mountain that rides yeah, if you're if you're doing like your basic troops, that probably is actually more like 130 models. Yeah, but I also did all the movement trays with them too. Ah, yeah, so, that, that probably took up a good bit. But yeah, that's that's the majority of the hobby progress I had. But the movement trays were actually a lot of fun to do because it's it's just a big blank canvas. So uh, I did mine by doing a bunch of Sterling Battlemire on them, and then going through with a couple of dry brushes and washes on it just to break up the texture. Then did the really bright green almost like old school static grass grass from army painter uh yeah. did these this weird little like under tough shrubbery stuff they have then went through with um like i had what well, wildflowers that are red purple and white that we got on a green stuff world order a while back and then also went through with rocks on the bases so it really breaks it up and when it all laid out it i was really happy with how it all looked together if you need some uh, for for later trays, uh, if you need some like Battlefield Detritus, the uh, the Man Eater Giants models uh, actually have a ton of like broken wagon wheels and like arrows and stuff. Oh, so I, I can give you a, a Ziploc baggie of that if you want to like pepper them throughout your your trays to really look, give it the Battlefield vibe. Uh, if I end up going with Boltons, I might. Okay, because uh, with my free folk, I won't need that near as much just because they're in the frozen north. It's mostly going to be snow. Yeah. Yeah, and um, so my Lannisters I've got based where it looks like they're coming across like the Westlands and things like that. So it's like the rich, nice, beautiful fields. The Baratheons, I've got the stuff to base them. I'm going to base them more like I do my 40k stuff, where it's kind of the more like Rocky Shore of the Stormlands. Yeah. So, you know, similar to but legally distinct from one another. Keeping that shit lore friendly. Right, son? But then I have the issue with all the neutral units that can bounce back and forth between things. How the fuck do I base those? Uh, you get it right down the middle. One side's the, the flower field, <laughs> the other side's rocks. Yeah. That'll be the weird one. <laughs> I don't really know how to do that. Uh, I mean, you know, might just for who's most You know what? It's I me. Guess. I'll just buy two of them. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> 
this is the uh the fighting game alternate skin version <laughs> yeah right um yeah that's um that's really all the hobby progress i've got i think um yeah, like I said, it's only been two weeks. Really, only so much we can crank out in yeah. that much time. Uh, I think Although I, you did a fuckload of Song of Ice and Fire yeah, stuff. Like, it was, what was that? That's, oh, shit, and I finished the um, the Clegane Brigands this afternoon. I just don't have them so, based uh, yet. Another 12 models? Yeah, so that's... Holy shit, so that's two units of Guardsmen, Crossbows, Red Cloaks, Warrior Sons, a 72? That's 72 models in the past two weeks? All right, maybe that's a little bit more than I thought I did. Mostly contrast. It is though, mostly right? contrast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, not to yeah take away from your your tremendous amount of effort, but that does that does speed it up a little bit. Yeah. Oh no, no, it is it is a lot of contrasting and dry brushing. No, I mean that's what I'm going to be doing for a lot of my Slanesh stuff. So yeah. you know, I cannot cannot throw stones by any means. Yeah. No, it's all it's all 100 good enough to look great on a table, and if I want to go back, I can add more detail to it. Exactly. That's what contrasts are good yeah. for. Yeah. But the cool part Tabletop about this game in is like a day. Yeah. The cool part about this game is most people who play it at tournaments and events don't paint their shit, so I've already got a leg up. There you go. It's weird. Because they do it's still have, weird. like, best painted categories, mm-hmm. don't they? Yeah. Yeah, and we're used to, to, to do an Age of Sigmar tournament, so yeah, yeah you, you need to have stuff painted. That's just, that's how you do if you're going to a tournament. Yeah. But uh, speaking of tournaments, Andrew, what kind of games you been playing? Oh, well, it's almost like we started a local Blood Bowl League, and you know what stuff I have done. So, uh, we did start the local Blood Bowl League. We have eight players, and all of us have a nice mix of teams. It's it's really nice. I, I fully expected at least a little bit of overlap, but no. The, only, the closest one that we have is uh, Black Orcs and Normal Orcs, and that's it. Everything else is pretty pretty distinct from each other. Um, so, first, uh, first game of the league for me was against our buddy Joseph. Uh, you might recognize him from our Nova podcasts, where uh, he was our pit crew whenever we were doing the, uh, the Blood Bowl tournament. Uh, and our he, fourth he man when we got second place in laser tag. That Don't sell well, the man short. I will not. I will not. You you, you did pick up my slack there. Um, so he uh, played his halfling team that he picked up at Nova. We, we convinced him that Blood Bowl was fun, and he agreed enough to play to, to, to buy a box of halflings and a bunch of treemen. Uh, so I got the first match of the league against him, and uh, it was definitely orcs against halflings. Oof. I'll tell you what. It was, uh, it was a bit rough. Uh, it's a hard matchup for halflings, even with treemen. Uh, in his defense, the treemen I could not put down. They are just... They're they're brick walls and they're nigh indestructible. Yeah, Armor Eleven time, will fucking do that, dude. Dude, the only time that he ever got knocked down is when like the couple of times he tried to move and like I think he had one going for it and he fell down on it for some reason and that was it. And uh, if I remember correctly, I might have successfully knocked him down once with a black orc. Didn't cause any damage against them because they're tree men. But uh, if you can actually knock a tree man down, it's very bad for them. It ta- they have to roll a four up to get back up because they have such little movement unless they have a buddy there to help them up. And then it's still a three up. So it's it's not great. You don't want a tree man to go down. Mm-hmm. But uh, it didn't really end up saving him at all that they didn't die. I, uh, I caused seven casualties. <laughs> I had several knockouts. Yeah. Uh, it, it uh, uh, he fed me a lot of experience on that one, and uh, I did tell him going into it that it was a bad matchup right off the bat because halflings are hilariously weak. That is the joke. They are they are the the easy to crush blood bowl team. Uh, so I got a lot of experience for the league, a lot of skills right off the bat, which could be dangerous for everybody else. We'll see. Um, but 
I might have accidentally made him super dangerous yeah. because he's going to be down a lot of players. And the way that halflings shine is they get inducements. And when they get inducements, they can hire star players. So he can get Griff Oberwald and a bunch of other people and probably completely destroy whoever he's playing in the next couple of rounds. Well, it's, this uh, this week he rolled up a buy, so, or not a buy, a uh, ringer. So. Yeah, so at least the person that he goes against will... Uh, will not have to f- experience long-term pain mm-hmm. against the star players that he's going to bring to the board. So, uh, yeah, ended up winning 2-0, to zero, which it's orcs I do run very slowly. Um, he did manage to knock out my um, my thrower, though, who is missing next game and does have a niggling injury, which is pretty bad because uh, if you get hit, uh, a niggling injury adds plus one to any casualty rolls that are rolled against you, so it makes them just that little bit more likely to die every yeah. time somebody hits them. So that, that could be bad for him. We'll see. Um, did make enough money to buy a goblin player for my next game to kind of fill that that speedy ball carrier role. So we'll we'll see how well he does. Or being a goblin, probably die horribly. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll just have to see how it goes. But it was a fun time. Um, and it was mostly a teaching match for Joseph. He he played a little tabletop simulator with you about it, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, a lot of it was me, you know, telling him what his team can do, what my team can do, how to do like blood bowl strategy his halflings are weak so he wants to try and keep them grouped together uh you need to rely on your dodge abilities because they're small and they all come with dodge uh have a lot of re-rolls for when you eventually fuck up one of those dodges so you know it's uh you got to play pretty canny with them it would be it it was a difficult slog even if he were a veteran player so uh Hopefully, he gets a couple of good wins with those inevitable star players he's got coming his way. Yeah. So, uh, it'll be a fun time, though. I, I want to see how they do, because uh, seeing a stunty do well at all is always fun. Uh, you were you were there watching us, Tony. What was your impressions as uh, the side coach for a while there? I mean, he did what he could with what he had, for sure. Um, no, nah, that's definitely fair. The fact that you still only scored two is pretty surprising to me. Uh, considering a pretty most good, of his team did, was on its ass half the game. He did a pretty good job of like making them into speed bumps, at least. like yeah. my uh, The whole thing with orcs is they're punchy but slow, so if you can slow them down even more, you know, it'll take them six, seven turns to get a touchdown, so if you have any kind of speed, you can get touchdowns right back. And he did. He came very close to getting a touchdown. Yeah, and with it that was throw. A, I was so hoping that throw was going to work. Oh, yeah, he, he got the tree man to throw the guy who had the ball. Uh, unfortunately, the tree man borked the throw and the guy borked the uh, the landing roll. If he could have gotten off perfectly, though, the guy would have landed like three spaces away from the touchdown line and had just enough time to go into the end zone. Mm-hmm. And it would have been glorious and it would have redeemed a little bit of the, the halfling's pride. But, you know, such is Blood Bowl. Yeah, it's, well, it, it's Blood Bowl, baby. It's Blood Bowl, baby. I, uh, it. If it makes him feel any better, next game I'm playing uh, Jess's Wood Elves, and they're going to run fucking oh, laps Oh, yeah, they're, they're going to run roughshod <laughs> down the line at you. Uh, my, my, my literal only strategy is to beat the shit out of them and hope I get some injuries on them. Uh, otherwise, they are just going to get touchdown after touchdown, and it's going to be brutal. <laughs> so with the next episode, we'll report back on how horrible that goes for the Orcs. You never know. I might get lucky. Not holding my <laughs> breath, though. Uh, after that, uh, I did have one more game uh, against our buddy Tony. Uh, we played a Song of Ice and Fire miniatures game, and I brought my free folk against his Lannisters. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess I'll just go ahead and say I got salty. <laughs> no, Andrew, not you. Not salty. Not in this game. Oh, uh, uh, man. It's Lannisters are bullshit. <laughs> 
they, they are the gotcha army, and especially against free folk, because all their stuff is dealing with like morale negatives, and free folk have very bad morale to begin with. So like, every time I did something, it's like, all right, I killed these guys, I have to make a morale check. But because I have Joffrey on the crowd, it's minus one, and you're by two corpse piles, so it's another minus two. But then I'm gonna play the strategy where it's another minus seventy three, and fuck you, and it's oh, <laughs> I it was there was a lot of. A lot of me just kind of like head looking down, eyes wide, just like, okay, what else are you going to throw onto the pile? Okay, what do I have to roll? There was there was a couple of times where it's like, what do I have to roll to succeed? Uh, boxcars. Neat. Roll the two. <laughs> okay, well, you lose four guys plus these two because of the strategy. See, see the, the just... fact that you were rolling twos and fours on your morale checks anyway means that it wasn't my Lannister bullshit that fucked you. It was just your shitty dice rolls. But your Lannister bullshit added extra casualties onto it, so it was still your Lannister bullshit. <laughs> Uh, he, he managed to kill my leader early on. He, I, I took the weeper with a, a unit of followers of bone, which were my cool new guys. And I wanted to give them a try. They barely got to do anything. They got wiped on round two, which was another taking the wind out of my sails moment. But I did have bear cavalry, which Jesus the entire game. Christ did it. Uh, well, the, the first time they were about to charge, you did some other Lannister bullshit and you took away all their abilities, which yeah. is the reason they're any good. And I was like, oh, well, I just, I'm not going to charge then. I'll just back up with them and wait for a bit. And I don't, okay, cool, great. And you killed <laughs> and then when they finally, 12 crossbowmen in one charge. Well, you kept peppering them with the crossbowmen who have Sundering and a bunch of other shit. And like every salvo you did pretty much killed a bear. And I only had four of them. <laughs> and it's like, well, I have to kill them or they will kill my bears. And, it, and to the bear's credit, they killed the shit out of those yeah, crossbowmen. They did. That was, <laughs> they, uh, they, I was they, not expecting that unit just to go poof. It was 11 guys out of the 12 man squad <laughs> yeah, that died after I, morale? No, it was 11. And then I failed the morale to kill the last one. No, you had the one guy that held in, and then I think he failed, uh, or, or I was going to attack oh, him, and just like took him off. No, you you lie. crowned him to make him take another panic test. That was it, yeah. NCUs, yeah. fun abilities. Oh, they really are. Yeah, so uh, that was uh, that was fun. And then fucking Barristan Selmy and his fucking... Uh, <laughs> the Warrior Sons. Sons. Warrior Sons, yeah. Like that, fuck that unit. <laughs> uh, I, I threw one one, or uh, yeah, uh, Mag the Mighty yeah. against them. And, you know, in Mag's defense, uh, he did last a very long time and did a lot of damage to them. But, you know, there was a time where uh, he killed one guy and two came back because faith point bullshit. And I was just like, oh, cool. So so how, how the warrior sons work is every time they pass a morale check, they gain a faith token. They can spend their faith token to block hits. So Mag the Mighty will swing, kill a couple of guys. I'll use the faith token to block some of the hits, forces a morale check. When I pass a morale check, if I control the crown, which I have Joffrey, so I always control the crown when he's on the board, I get a guy back. Or, sorry, I get a guy back from passing a morale check, and then if I control the crown, I get a second. So, unless Andrew was killing three guys every time he attacked, then he wasn't making progress on killing the unit. Yup. And you have a lot of... uh uh re-rolling bullshit where i'd be like oh man i got seven hits cool re-roll all that fuck yeah Three just guys. just fuck. throwing fucking um vulnerable and weakened and shit like that out yeah and then uh we did forget his defense ability so whenever giant takes hits he's only going to take a max of two wounds we messed that up but he wasn't really going to last that much longer at that point anyway uh, so i think fine. they just would have they would have both been there till the end of the game just slapping one another i still would have held that objective just because i had more ranks on it but it wouldn't have changed me losing that game but uh, my thins did get some revenge. We, yeah, we did kill the, the High Sparrow, which was uh, very cathartic after the last game where he slapped my giant to death. I thought for a second, uh, I thought for a second the High Sparrow was going to stick around again. 
it was real close. Like there was there was a moment where it's like, oh god, is he gonna pass all these saves again? The main thing too was that you would not fail morale tests. Like out of all the morale tests you rolled, I think you maybe failed three the entire game, and they weren't by much. Yeah, it was you, it was the rolling. one that killed the high sparrow, the one that killed the last crossbowman. And then I failed one with the Warrior Suns unit near the end of the game, which we were both surprised about because their morale was like a five. Yeah, no, it was, uh, you were rolling nine plus on almost yeah. all your morale saves the whole night to the point where I'm like, and roll boxcars. And then you rolled boxcars <laughs> and it's just like, ah, oh, of course, cool. So it was one of those nights. But uh, Bear Cavalry kicked dicks, killed several, several units on their own. And it was the maddest I've ever been after winning a game. <laughs> but it was still a <laughs> was- fun game. It was fun. It was just, you, you just had compounding layers yeah. of bullshit early game that, that gave me a sour note. But, you know, it, it was still a fun match, I will say. It was a good game. It was just, <laughs> my my spaghetti was upsetting there. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, uh, it was close. It went all six turns. Uh, it was, what, seven, six you, I think? Yeah, it was only won by, like, one or two points. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, it was a fun time, uh, mostly. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, that's all the games I had. So uh, what else did you have? Did you, did you get anything else other than our Soy Boys game? Uh, yeah, I played my first Blood Bowl League game against uh, our boy Oliver and his uh, Rattletown Undertakers, which is his undead list. Uh, it was it was brutal for him in the first half. It's kind of an understatement. Uh, as in, I kicked off, the ball scattered almost back to the line of scrimmage. And then the kickoff event was I get to move D3 plus three of my unengaged players. So on his turn, I had four gutter runners within three spaces of the ball when it landed. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, And then when he tried to grab the ball, his ghoul just dropped it and kicked it almost directly to my gutter runner. So I scored on my turn one when I kicked off. So that was the thing. Yeah, that's... uh... (laughs) That's 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 for you. That's really good for the first game of the league for yeah. the first round being a touchdown. It was one of those you look at the board state and you're like, I'm like, I think I could score. Like I could score without having to go for it. I just have to make one two up dodge and I score. It was and then uh, yeah and then I did because <laughs> you're a fucking gutter. Runner. Yeah, two up rollable. Got that. Uh, so yeah, then I kicked off to him again, and he got part of the way back down the field before I was able to get the ball loose and then run it back for another touchdown. But the fucking rat ogre, my goddamn rat ogre didn't do dick this game right out of the gate. Uh, one of the very first activations that Oliver did, he punched my rat ogre with his mummy and KO'd it. So knocked it out, got SPP for a casualty. I scored the touchdown on my first turn. Rat ogre comes right back into reserve. Same exact thing happens on the next kickoff. Rat ogre gets KO'd, knocked out. Jesus. Same mummy scores more SPP. Uh, once I finally fucking shake the ball loose, it's like, I think it's my turn. Turn six when I shake the ball loose and I scored on my turn eight. Um, and the fucking rat ogre comes right back. And then at the beginning of the goddamn half, the beginning of the second half, I'm up two nothing. Fucking, I get the ball, I start moving, rat ogre gets knocked out for the third time by the same goddamn <laughs> mummy. <laughs> fucking work the I, I kind of it took me a little bit longer to actually get to the end zone this time because he caged me really well and his dice rolls were finally going his way um so when I finally scored Rat Ogre comes back again and I've got him three nothing uh it's bottom of seven and he gets this one ghoul runner broken loose and like five spaces from the end zone 
And I was like, okay, well, I can't knock this ghoul runner down. My, my blitz whiffed. I just pushed him. So I surrounded him, and there was only one space that I couldn't get a rat that he could go into. And it's like, Oliver needed to roll a 6-up dodge, a 5-up dodge, a 4-up dodge, and then a 3-up dodge, and he would score. And he fucking did without a single re-roll. Just like, 6, 6, 5, 6. Fucking broke away and scored. So I beat him 3-1. to But we were laughing our asses off about it. I was like, if there's one time that I need these fucking dice to not roll shitty, it's right now. That is, as they say, Blood Bowl Bowl, baby. baby. But uh, that game, it was, it was a blast. He was getting kind of rough in the first half because like nothing was going his way. Like, fucking, he had a a three-die block with a mummy on a gutter runner and rolled triple skulls. Just, like, it was that kind wow. of rules for him. And, like, he, wow. he went to go pick up the ball. He, he needed, like, a, a three-up to pick it up. Fucking failed it, re-rolled it, failed it again. Just, like, the first half, he could not get a fucking roll to go his way. Sometimes the dice do just properly betray you, no matter how good statistically you should be. Yeah. The uh, the kickoff after I scored my third touchdown was hilarious, because I kicked it, and it scattered all the way back and landed on my rat ogre, uh, who wasn't able to catch it. So it fell into his mummy's hands, who didn't catch it. So it fell into a mummy's hands, who couldn't catch it. So it fell into a Skaven Lyman's hands, who didn't catch it. Then to a zombie, who didn't catch it. And then fell next to the rat ogre again. Wow. It was just like, it was fucking stupid. So it was just the ball where like anyone trying to pick it up was going to have minus four to it. Jesus. <laughs> so he ended up getting, and that was when he was able to push it to score because uh, the mummies were just kicking rats out of the way to let faster guys get to it. Well, at least he got that one very, very memorable touchdown. Oh yeah, no, he got, he got a blood bowl touchdown. So his, uh, his week two game. It, oh yeah. And that was the other thing is there was no damage to either of our teams. We we no got a ha- at all. we got a handful of KO casualties, but not like damaging casualties. No missed next yeah. games, no permanent injuries, just just a little bit of XP here and there. Yeah, at least you get some experience from the the knockdowns exactly. and knockouts and all that. Uh, but we ended up getting a decent chunk of cash because I had two fans and rolled uh, a three, so my fan factor was five, and he had two fans and rolled a three, so his fan factor I think was also five. So we got we got money after that game. Nice. You can get like 13 more linemen for Seriously. how fucking cheap Skaven are. Yeah. Um, I'll probably buy another thrower. I actually need to update my roster tonight. Because I got my uh, my next game against Trent on Wednesday. So it'll be uh, humans versus Skaven. Uh, if, I, uh, if I remember correctly, the Wood Elves did the uh, the humans dirty, and he's got a couple of casualties. So oh, no, no. Uh, um, he played against Nate. In week one. And the very, very first casualty roll of the league was one of Nate's orgs straight killing a fucking blitzer. Like, fucking hit him, box card the armor roll, box card the injury roll, 16 on the injury dice, just killed the man. Damn. Yeah, Uh, and then the, the next one, like the second time I walked back over to that table, was as a dude basically broke one of Trent's players' necks and gave him a neck injury. It, it, it sounds like orcs was being orcs there. <laughs> yeah, they were. Uh, and every time I walked over there to see what the troll was doing, it was rolling a one and being really stupid. That fucking troll, God. dude. I think it took like six turns just standing on the line looking at the grass. I mean, at least people couldn't stand in that one square, I guess. <laughs> yeah. 
God, yeah, a, a brain dead troll is like just the most sad thing if it's on your team. Like, all I have to do is not roll <laughs> one. You dumb motherfucker, go forward. Yeah, and Jess's team lost a Wood Elf lineman in week one to Trent played with his Imperial Nobility, I think, uh, as a ringer yeah. game on her. We did have a dropout, so right. uh, all of us are doing some ringer games, which will uh, still be fun. I'll, I'll yeah. bring my Lizardman whenever, yeah. whenever that's my turn to do that. So Joseph will have a ringer game this week. Um, so I'll probably, I'll probably stack up... Uh, snotlings into him at some point this week stunty v stunty mm-hmm. can't wait to see it oh yeah so but yeah that's all the that's all the games played we haven't really played that many i was supposed yeah, to have a yeah, titanicus just... game today but unfortunately life life and that fell through it do be like that sometimes it do be so we uh yeah andrew said we started he met up with trent and phil earlier today and that's because we were all going to get together and watch the warhammer fest reveals thing but we're bad at clocks and british time is not american time yeah, it turns out the queen, or I guess king now, just has their own damn clock. Motherfuckers. And, uh, they just didn't tell us that th- their clock was different. So we were going to watch it, and then they're like, no, it's 7 o'clock in colonial time. And we're like, oh. Yeah, we, well, we we're not going to do that. incorrectly then. assumed it was in freedom minutes. Yeah. So, uh, you know, my, my freedom minutes get 17 miles to the hog's head, and that's how I like it. Right. So we've seen quite a few days worth of Warhammer Frisk reveals at this point. Uh, there is a Warhammer Fest reveal tomorrow that's Kill Team. So we will not... Yeah, I, I saw that on Warcom a minute ago. So we Ooh. will not be talking about any of the Monday reviews for Warhammer Fest. So, tough, I guess. Uh, we'll get it <laughs> next time and we'll be three weeks late on it. Ex- those guys were neat, huh? Exactly. Or those guys were kind of disappointing, huh? Uh, so In, insert insert our witty retorts here. Yeah. Oh, man. So, uh, so Andrew, you want to just kind of cherry pick some stuff out of here that we've seen? Well, I mean, we got to go with the first really big one, of course, which is the cosplay the, uh, contest. Yeah, I mean, damn. <laughs> uh, Louise Suckdom was actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was she was a sister of battle. There were actually some really, really fucking cool ones in there. Like, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, there was a whip ass fucking um, the dude who got first place. He was an Imperial Fist Praetor and it's fucking cool looking. Yeah, I'm looking at that right now. Oh, yeah, that's really good, yeah. actually. Like, I said it as a joke, and I looked at these pictures, I'm like, okay, these actually kick a lot of fucking Well, there's ass. a squad of three guys dressed as Death Watch, and one of their friends is the, the Inquisitor. That's really cool. What's third place? Third place is, uh, is that another Imperial Fist? Yeah. Yeah, I guess people really like Imperial Fist these days. Oh, no, third place is... Uh, oh, yeah, third... Wait. Psyker. Oh, interesting. Yeah, cos- yeah. so it's a Psyker. There is a Best Gobble. <laughs> yeah, I saw I'm, that. It's... It, that... That is fucking terrifying, honestly. Yeah, that is nightmarish. <laughs> oh, that's actual uh, yeah. fire. That is actual fire in that next picture. Oh, good. There is a cool. uh, there is a blood angel with an actual fucking flamethrower. That's, you know, I guess they have different safety regulations over in Britain. <laughs> and then a really good uh, uh, Kazakhin model uh, cosplay. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really good. I actually hadn't looked at this yet. Yeah, I, all right, well. I, as the guy who has done cosplay before, yeah. Warhammer cosplay too. Yeah, but that that fucking Praetorian is like far and above. Like yeah, the Death Watch guys are good, but that Praetorian that's like is professional. Fucking wild. That's like if someone made a live action show, that would be the guy standing mm-hmm. there. 
but, but yeah. <laughs> other than the cosplay event, uh, Warhammer 40,000 Leviathan box set was properly revealed, which uh, we'd seen all these in the cool 10th edition trailer that they'd shown, but uh, now we have like an actual layout of everything that's going to be in the box mm-hmm. for the launch of 10th edition, which uh, there's some there's some pretty rad shit in here, Tony. There's some pretty cool shit in here, Andrew. Why don't, you, uh, why don't you take us off with the Space Marine side, since I know that's what you lean toward, more towards. All right, well, so I'll go through the uh, Space Marine side of the box. So in the box, it's 25 Space Marines. So it's your kind of run-of-the-mill basic set. You start with your Terminator Captain, which is the new sculpt standing on a sweet mush Tyranid model, which I, I actually don't like how the mush Tyranid looks. It looks like it's liquid. More it looks solid. a bit goofy. Yeah. I would I would cover that in goo or blood or something. Yeah, but uh, you know it, it's very reminiscent of the old Terminator Captain model, just with new proportions. Yep. Uh, Same thing like we said last time we recorded, where it's 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 the old models but better. Yeah. Uh, the sick ass new Terminator Librarian. Yeah, that's, that's cool. a good looking fucking model. His fucking arm out and holding a cool power axe on it and stuff. The Apothecary Biologus, which is just a normal apothecary carrying an air fryer. Yeah, he's got his lunchbox with him. He's, uh, uh, he's in Gravis he's for a Prolonged engagement. Yeah, I think he's he's like the scientist gathering some samples or something. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how he plays and if he's as broken as a normal one. <laughs> well, maybe he won't be broken in 10th edition. Yeah. Uh, you get, of course, the Primaris Lieutenant in Phobos armor. The last one had two knives. This guy has three. We got old fucking Tommy three knife over here. One in yeah, each he's, hand he's... and one stabbed into a thing at his foot. He is showing up Mo over there. He only had two knives, yeah, and it was pretty fantastic. Uh, you got the Stern Guard veterans, which uh, I'm assuming they're Primaris, but it doesn't. Yes. it doesn't say they're Primaris anywhere. Well, you can tell because they have kind of the gorget thing on. Their yeah, armor. and they, they have Primaris. the they have the helmet. Most of them do, but one of them's wearing yeah. an old school helmet, which is interesting. Yeah, maybe. Well, the Stern Guard stuff was like artificer armor, if I remember correctly. So yeah. maybe they mix and match some of the pieces to you know holy relics, yada yada, Space Marines. Yeah, as you uh, you get one of the new Terminator squads with its little dumpity teleport Homer. But uh, one of the things that people are going apeshit for is this Infernus squad, which is just ten fucking flamers. Yeah, which <laughs> I mean, very appropriate for term for for fighting termagons and such. So that that makes sense at least. Yeah, just that's. That's a hell of a squad. That's uh, I want to use that for boarding action. Oh, that would be. Mean. Oh yeah, that'd be mean, right? Everybody wants to start salamanders because they saw this. Uh, I didn't, but yeah, <laughs> I didn't. Either. Don't speak for everybody, Tony. Uh, I just want to paint them up as black templars because purge with holy fire. That is extremely appropriate for you, yes. <laughs> but then the controversial model in here is the new ballistus dreadnought. And it Don't is, love it. it's a weird, weird, like, bastardization of a Redemptor and the old box dread. It looks like they just took a box dread's arms and slapped him onto a Redemptor. Uh, it's yeah, it's which, very mech warrior looking. Yeah, it does kind of look like the urban mech, which, you know, I love it because it's dumpy and goofy, but uh, the Redemptor dreads aren't dumpy and goofy, so this is confusing. <laughs> yeah, because all, all of the other Redemptor's weapons are on arms. And yeah, this one I feel isn't. like if, if, they, if these were on arms, I would like it. Yeah, like if he just had like a forearm so they could kind of swivel to the right or left mm-hmm. easily, I feel like it would be a lot more appropriate to how the Redemptors have looked so far, especially with like the new guy with the big claws that just came out recently. Um, yeah, it just looks weird. It's It really does just feel like someone slapped a box dread on Redemptor legs and was just like, here you go, new model. Yeah, because I would love like if those rockets were like shoulder mounted or something, and then each of the arms was a Lascan and kind of like the Helverins are. 
Oh yeah, that would have been cool. I guess or that would have made it look even more Mech Warrior, but. I mean, you could also continue the Redemptor kind of thing where it's like, oh, it's got the missile pod on top, but it's also got an auto cannon mm-hmm. on one arm and a LAS cannon on one because they're just Dreadnoughts Plus, essentially. Yeah. But you know what? It does it, have titty I was about to say, at least we still got nipple guns, so. Yeah, you got to have them titty cannons. But yeah, so that's uh, that's the 25 models that come in the Space Marine side of the box. Okay, well, on the Tyranid side of the box, you get 47 models because, of course, you have to overwhelm the enemy with just a fucking wave of meat. Uh, starting off on them, we get the Tyranid Prime. Which I is, love uh, that model. Yeah, it's kind of. I don't. I don't know if he's supposed to be as good as like a Hive Tyrant, but uh, he's kind of got that same wheelhouse where he's like the big bruiser model that can fly and fuck shit up. I mean, in in the video, they showed him ripping a Terminator in half. So clearly, he's a pretty beastly son of a bitch. Uh, that is that's really cool. Very dynamic. Looks like he's either just landing or about to take off. Just. You know, modern sculpts. Mm-hmm. Excuse me a second. I'm kind of getting burpy here with my beer. I didn't do it earlier like I normally do. <laughs> you didn't. Do. I know. You've made it 30 minutes farther than I thought. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, I would say I'm proud of myself, but here it is. So whatever. Uh, after him, we're getting what I'm assuming is supposed to be the leader of the box, which is the uh, Neuro Tyrant, which is uh, a fucking big brain in a crab shell with tentacles and he's got little tiny brains and crab shells with tentacles and it's really cool and really fucking creepy yeah I'm, I'm here for this fucking model this guy is gnarly and really cool and i'm assuming a hell of a psyker who does all kinds of wacky bullshit and uh it's at it's a if you compare it to the old sculpt holy shit what a glow up well yeah because the, <laughs> the old the you talking well, about the like old the zone was, and stuff no, there's a picture of him at the top where I think they had a Neurothrope back in the day. And uh, it's, or sorry, it's part of the video where they're showing uh, the differences. So it's the, the old Ripper Swarm to the new Ripper Swarm, the old uh, 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 Termagants and stuff. And if you get to him, it's just this derpy little piece of shit bottle. It looks so bad. Is that the lifting the lid on Leviathan? I think so. It's just no. auto. Yeah, here it is. It's at 14 seconds on the video at the top of the page. Underneath the big picture that says Leviathan. If if you can't find that, that is it. We'll you mean 14 minutes? Minutes? Yes. Sorry. Okay. Oh. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, right. Whoa. Where it's kind of got, it's got the Wait. similar head. I think I have then, that model. And then everything else is different. Oh, I think I got that in that drunken eBay purchase of all the old metal fucking Tyranids. I bet that thing is worth a lot these days. Uh, I really need to fucking dig out that box. Yeah, you might you might want to. I'm sure there's some old heads who are really jazzed to get that sort of mm-hmm. shit these days. Because it's a legal model again. Yeah, there is a Neurothrope again. And uh, wow, is that a chunky, goofy old model. Speaking of chunky, goofy old models, we got an update of the Screamer Killer Carnifex. That's, uh, you know what? I don't like it. You don't like it? I don't like it. I don't like the head. It's got it's got like earmuffs for armor and it looks kinda silly, but everything else about it I like. It's it's too human looking. In what regard? Uh, it the the anatomy of it. It doesn't look alien. It I mean, have you seen the side profile of it? Yeah, but I don't Side profile just... looks a lot more Carnifex. Like from the front, it does kind of have like a human-ish aesthetics, yeah. but side profile way more Carnifex. When I see it, I think Predator more than I think Tyranids. Hmm. Like the movie Predator? Yeah. Huh. I don't know. I don't know I don't why. That it just, maybe it's because nah, the, of the head of it and the fucking torso of it and its arms. It just, it doesn't look like a, like a big Carnifex to me. Hmm. 
maybe this is one of those ones where it's uh I, you have to see it in person kind maybe. of model for you but i will say the head's a little goofy i really don't care for the side plating on it um but everything else about it i dig i think it's a pretty solid update to a hilariously bad old model <laughs> Uh, after that, we've already seen them before. Uh, Von Ryan's Leapers, mm -hmm. which are like pack hunting lictors. We talked about them in the last episode, so I'm not going to go into depth. Uh, new Termagants, we've already seen them as well. But they are also coming with a new Ripper Swarm model, which a uh, little less on the silly, you know, like Muppety looking side of things. Actually looks like... Uh, yeah, their heads aren't giant. Of, they don't look like they're sock puppets. Yeah, it looks a lot more just like... I, kind of like a baby termagant that hasn't fully grown essentially uh, not that that's how they work but yeah just cool new models for them we're also getting a totally new model as far as i'm aware which is a neuro gaunt mm -hmm. which is a uh, a variant strain of the normal gaunts and uh, as far as i can tell they're supposed to just be like a linchpin in the synapse network so if your your leaders start dying they can still keep the synapse going yeah and i kind of like how they look i think they're a really I, interesting creepy alien looking thing the models look cool. I'm not super jazzed about them changing up the coloring on the plates for them, I think. Yeah. But uh, this is one of those ones where I think, yeah, like like we say a lot, uh, as soon as I see other paint schemes of it, I'll probably like it a lot better. Um, after them, we got yet more completely fresh models with the Barb Gaunts, which are like larger uh, Hormagaunts or Termagaunts, whichever one shoot, um, but with like a fuck-off huge biocannon as one arm, and they're described as uh, the living artillery of the box, so yeah. uh, I imagine they're going to be rough. Yeah, I think they're like a, a mix between a normal Gaunt and a Biovore. Yeah, kind of a midway in between mm. of them. Cheap artillery, essentially. Uh, they look pretty cool. Uh, speaking of a really cool model, we got the Psychophage, which is, uh, this is just a nightmare. This thing yeah. is gnarly as fuck. It's got uh, kind of like the Moloch's big gaping mouth, but with tentacles coming out of it. Uh, and then it's got this big bloated, like, torso area, uh, or abdomen. I don't remember what the fuck. Thorax? What's, what's bugging at it? I don't know. That's, uh, a, that's a Trent and or Oliver question. They're resident pest guys. It, it done got a big butt, uh, <laughs> but its whole thing is it, it seeks out psychers specifically and like chews them up and like spews out like this psychoreactive fog that I guess hurts or makes psychic attacks even more difficult. And uh, this thing's just horrifying looking. Mm -hmm. It's really cool with like the smoke smoke belching out of its little like bio stacks on the back and so again, holding a the, fucking leg. The fucking horrifying, gaping maw with tentacles coming out of it. It's, it's really gnarly, and I like it a lot. Yeah, and then the box comes with a rule book, uh, transfer sheets, data cards, all kinds of fun shit like you would expect at the start of a launch set. Uh, just seems like a pretty solid knockout for the start of 10th edition if you like Space Marines or Tyranids. Mm -hmm. And they also showed the roadmap of the things coming yes. out. So, Summer, we got this coming out. It looks like 33 days from today is going to be the pre-order because of a yes. German website that has a countdown clock on it, the pre-order. Thank you, Germans, for being fastidious right. with your timetables. Which puts it at June 3rd. More than likely, it's going to be a two-week pre-order like a lot of the big releases are. So our guess on a release date is going to be June 17th. Yeah. Uh, let me check a calendar real quick and see what day that would be. That would be a Saturday. June 17th is a Saturday. That would line up. Yep. Uh, and then the first two codexes we're going to see are going to be in autumn and they're going to be space marines and tyranids as you would expect which, which tracks yeah followed by two i wasn't expecting which is admech and necrons so my guess with that because that's winter 2023 right uh 
Admech and Necrons are kind of uh, diametrically opposed type stuff. They've right. had box sets before. They're probably going to get a box set with some new shit in it, I would think. Um, I'd be surprised, though, because Necrons just had a range release. As did Admech, but uh, it probably wouldn't be like a full-blown revamp like a lot of the yeah. stuff from the Leviathan box, but they'll probably get a model or two uh, on each side of it, I would think. And then in spring, we get uh, Dark Angels, Orcs, Custodes, Tau, and Chaos Space Marines. Hey, my two armies. Which means that once again, I get to wait for like 10 years for another goddamn Guard Codex. After yeah. just buying a Guard Codex. Yeah. Guard and... Uh, who was before them? There was a, there was another one that was Demons. very recent. Demons, yeah. Just a, a couple, of, couple of armies getting a little screwed mm. there at the end of the edition, unfortunately. But you know what? Yeah. I got a fucking range refresh, so I'll take it. And again, we don't know the rules. We'll figure it out. The mm. indexes might be relatively balanced, and you know, a lot of FAQs are a lot more willing to update rules than they used to be, so eh, they might at least be yeah. playable. Ooh, but I do want to drop an announcement in here. Uh, it oh. is now up on Best Coast Pairings. The first official Dice Like Ice RTT will be July 15th out here in Bogart, which is right in Athens, right outside of Athens. Uh, you can find it on Best Coast Pairings at Dice Like Ice RTT. And looking at these release dates, it's looking like it will be 10th edition that we play. Unless something changes, if 10th edition comes out after July 1st, then we will play 9th edition. If it is 10th edition, I will join. If it's 9th edition, I will join in spirit. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, that's that's been the majority of my other hobby progress is my printer up until the other night has been running nonstop printing uh, terrain for the tables until my printer decided to unadhere a building from the plate and I have to melt like a pound of plastic out of my extruder oh, sometime fun. this week to get that going again. So me and Phil have been just printing terrain. But yeah, I just throw it in the microwave. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, go on the app and look that up. We'll also post a link on our Discord, and we will post a link as well on the Instagram post when we post about this episode. Andrew. Yes, I will eventually do my due diligence <laughs> and actually be the social media manager who continues to really kind of hate social media at this point <laughs> in his life. <laughs> Oh, man. But yeah, so look forward to seeing some listeners there. Uh, I did get another set of pins printed off as well. So uh, everyone who attends the tournament will get a sweet Dice Like Ice pin. Represent the podcast, y'all. And then people will see it on your bag or shirt or whatever and go, what's that? And you go, I don't know, just some nerd shit. Don't worry about it. Yeah. But yeah, and uh want to give a thanks to everybody as well for listening and sharing with all their groups because... In the past two months, we've actually expanded our listener base quite a bit. So uh, whoever you listeners are in Alabama and New York that are spreading the word about us like wildfire, fucking hit me, hit us up on the uh, email and I'll try and send you some swag. Yeah, we uh, we do have pins and stickers and things. It ain't much, but, you know, we appreciate you. Yeah. And if you ever uh, go to Nova where we're up there, we'll buy you a beer. Yeah, we'll get you a $7 Blue Moon. Or I didn't say that. I would say I would get them a beer. Oh, we'll bring Miller's for <laughs> yeah. you. Get some highlights in the truck. It's, it is the Champagne of beer. <laughs> it I is. Mean. It is. Oh, man. Uh, that Leviathan rule book that comes in the box is beautiful, but I'm still not going to get it. Yeah, same. I like everything in the box is really cool, and I don't care. <laughs> it's which is really nice. I really like having the big like marquee box that's coming out. Be like, oh, amazing range refresh. Everything is really cool. Getting some rad new models. I'm like, awesome. Happy for those people. So glad I don't have to spend money on it. <laughs> uh, so uh, what's uh, what's another thing that kind of tickled your fancy for Warhammer Fest, Andrew? 
Oh, well, we are getting uh, a pretty nice new, like, setting in Age of Sigmar. We're getting the... Uh, Old world. The... <laughs> well, yes, but that can be your segment, Tony, because I'm talking about Age of Sigmar. Um, we are getting Dawnbringer Crusades, which are sounding like they're uh, shifting the narrative from the realm of Gur, which is the realm of beasts, over to the realm of Akshi, which is the realm of fire. Uh, so they're it, it kind of feel, feels like they're doing the... Um, what is it, the malign portents or whatever, yeah, back yeah. when they released several uh, new heroes. Uh, they're doing that again. Um, so this time we're getting the uh, the Dawnbringers book, Harbingers, and we're doing uh, several heroes again. We're getting four, just like the Grim Portents. Uh, we're getting Fulgoth the Miser, the Harbinger of Decay for the Maggotkin of Nurgle. That model which, is so awesome. Man, this is a refresh of a old Warhammer Fantasy Nurgle model, another Harbinger of Decay, but just... Fuck. Like, this thing looks like a Frank Franzetta painting. Like, this thing is amazing. I it have is, no is. interest in Nurgle, and I will buy this fucking model to paint. No, like, I want this to maybe convert to Slaves to Darkness just to make a Chaos Lord of Nurgle specifically. Like, this is this is so cool, I can't help but have it. It is a fucking incredible model. Like, they, they nailed it. Talking about, like, taking an old model and refreshing it. Like, this is, this might be the peak of that at this point. So fucking good. Uh, onward to something significantly less good. Uh, Sir Jerrion, the Marrow Scroll Herald for the uh, Flesh Eater Quartz. It's still not um, a bad model. It's just... It's not bad. It's, it's not that Harbinger. Really, it's just really fucking busy and not necessarily in the best way, I think. Uh, it's, you know, it just kind of looks like a ghoul with... Uh, flesh on he's flesh got on like, flesh. He's got a weird double-ended bone scythe thing and then like 5,000 bones hanging off of it and then a bag of bones on his back. Oh, wait, but it's not a bag. It's a rib cage that's stitched together to carry his bones. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> sure. I don't know. I don't. I, uh, we'll get into it later. I'm, I'm really not big on the new ghoul stuff they've been showing. Most of it's just kind of okay at best, I think. But uh, we'll get to that. This guy's just kind of okay. Uh, after that, we have... Yori, the Grimhold Exile for uh, the Fire Slayers, the Cheeky Butt Dwarves. And uh, this one's pretty good. I, I'm not crazy about it, but I overall like it. Uh, very dynamic pose of him leaping off of a hero rock, because, I mean, why not? Uh, but he's got two war hammers, which look really cool. He's got a really good uh, expression. Mohawk flowing in the breeze. I mean, he, he's, he's pretty much uh, your standard Fire Slayer, but just a little, little amped up with modern sculpting. Weirdly beady uh, eyes. Yeah, I was just noticing that. Like, everything else about them looks good, but something about the eyes well, looks It's because most of the models are heroic scale eyes, so the eyes are large on them. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe if they would have painted him to have more, like, sunken eyes, just kind of, like, shaded out the, the eye sockets a bit more, it would feel more appropriate. But, I don't know, they, they feel really tiny and weird. But otherwise, pretty cool model. I like it a lot for as far as cheeky butt dwarves go. Uh, and then the big one that means the most to me, mm -hmm. we're getting Braggot Big Taka, the Gloom Spike gets Rabble Rouser, which is a really fucking fun model. It's a get with the standard Moon Clan robes, but he's got his hood pulled down and he has a squig skull on top of it that he's yeah. wearing as like a weird helmet. And then he's got a swarm of squig bats that are following him around. And he's just got this really characterful expression where he's got like this really fucking evil grin. And he's got a big uh, club in one hand and a moonsicle in the other. And it's it's a git model and I love it and I will be buying it the day it's available. His little fucking flying grots are my favorite. Uh, the little tiny squigs, they're so fun. Or flying and he's got squigs, mushrooms on the back of it. 
and these you know mushroom on his base and little stalactites and it's it's a gloom spike get model and it, they nailed the vibe i'm all here for it that's a I don't fun know what he D&D does model yeah uh just from reading the description they're talking about how uh he can well he's a rabble rouser so he gets he gets the hordes going to the point that he can even get uh like lazy trolls into action which is notoriously difficult so i i I would assume he has rules to like make people fight better or move faster or something we'll find out but either way model's awesome i'm getting it Mm -hmm. day one uh we're also getting some new uh battle packs essentially um which comes with the new heroes uh what are they calling them regiments of yeah. renowns yeah so we're getting uh maggot kin one flesh eater quartz fire slayers and gets and the gets one is uh gets squig <laughs> yeah it's all squigs and uh, it's got the gawapalooza which has been out of stock for a long time yeah, so what, if you've been looking for that is that what the weird other squig skull model is is something on a gawapalooza yeah it's the um oh god i'm forgetting the name off the top of my head uh ah here it is he is the scaremonger because uh, mm-hmm. his whole his whole thing is that he's trying to frighten the other gets into action because he has the mask of the sun, which they hate because they live in caves and they gave it the goofy name of Glareface Frazzlegit. <laughs> um, and the reason for the squig skull is because uh, it was a god beast squig, which they believe is the progenitor of all squigs. And being a squig, it's fucking stupid. So it tried to jump up and eat the sun and then got burned to death. So. <laughs> That's uh, he's calling back to that folk tale. So uh, yeah, I, I like that he looks kind of like the uh, the scaremonger. God damn it, I love the character in those little models. Oh, they're so goofy and wonderful, <laughs> and it's the reason why I hung on to them for so long when they were so bad. It's it's amazing that I didn't end up being a Gits player as much as I love these doofy little fucks. I mean, there's no time like the present, Tony. That's fair. Especially that is a squig box coming out. This wonderful new box. It seems like the perfect place to get started. Realistically, that's only like uh, 600 points or something worth of models. But hey, you know, it's a start. I already have one dubious fuck horde army. I don't know if I need a second. We could go uh, a little more elite and just go all trolls. I mean, trolls are great. See, I don't, I don't like the trolls as much as I like the squigs. I mean, fair enough. The trolls do kick ass, though. Uh, we're also getting some more uh, battle tomes and supplements. Uh, they've already shown off the Seraphon book because that came out this summer. We're getting the Harbinger's book this summer as well, as well as another General's Handbook, which is good. Maybe this one won't be all focused on sub ten wound heroes, yeah, that which really screws over half of my of armies. Uh, we'll see. Maybe it'll be you know three wound flying models or whatever they pull out of the fucking. Oh, if hat. they do that, know. my fucking care draw are gonna be OP as fuck because that's Ugh, what that I, entire list is. I get what they're going for with the General's Handbooks. I'm just not super thrilled with it because it really favors some armies sometimes and some armies some other times. But whatever, that's a discussion for a different time. Uh, we're getting the Cities of Sigmar book in autumn, which uh, we can discuss after this, I suppose, as well as a new Big Wah book for uh, Iron Jaws, Cruel Boys, and Bone Splitters. Um, what does that say? It is too tiny. I can't see what the next one is. Uh, we're getting another Dawnbringers yeah. book. Oh, that's just the name of the the season i guess so uh just two more books incoming we don't know what yeah dawnbringer book uh, two is orcs book three we don't know book four we don't know and the winter one has a different cover though it that does could be either a general's handbook because it's the same symbol but a different color or it could be a new edition i would be surprised Question if they dropped mark? in a new edition of 40k and aos at the same time well, it's not the same time it's winter same year you know what i mean you never know might line up uh the, it might be like 3.5 that would be fine. I'd be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Especially if that's the time for them to be like, here's a cool new army too. Chaos yeah. Wars. Come on, Games Workshop. You know we want it. 
But uh, yeah, so that's all from that particular reveal. Lots of cool stuff. So uh, anything else, Tony, or should we just go straight into Cities of Sigmar? Um, there's there's one that I want to jump on before Cities of Sigmar to bounce you a little okay. bit between 40k and uh, AOS, and that is the fucking Karastas Knight Lancer is coming in plastic, baby, and that is yes. a fucking cool model. The outrageously expensive Forge World model is now going to be a slightly less but still outrageously expensive plastic model. Yeah, but the amount of times that me and Matt have sat with that motherfucker in our Forge World carts being like, man, if it was just a little bit cheaper. Oh, God. Yeah, no, it's... It's... Ooh, it's a really gorgeous model. I mean, mm. we I, I have the tiny version for Titanicus, and... It's just really fucking cool. I mean, there's no denying yeah, and, it. That is a rad model. And I've got a knight army. You've got a chaos knight army. Like, yeah. We'll see how uh, how the rules stack up for them. Yeah, looking we'll on Forge World those. right now, mm-hmm. your basic Karastas is uh, 345 fucking dollars. Yeah, and if it stays with the traditional GW conventions, this one will probably be about 210 in plastic. If I had Maybe a guess. a Maybe a little more because they're a bit taller, but yeah, it'll be sub three hundred. Well, the is, you know, the normal knights are one forty. Oh yeah, it's true. I, I'm, I'm guess I'm thinking like gargants where you get everything in the box. So yeah, but yeah, so definitely less than three hundred at the very least. Which uh, those of you who have already spent money on the Forge World one, uh, at least you've had a cool model for a while. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, this thing's awesome. Very very good model. So you want you want to touch Dawnbringer? Yes, but it's got a. I didn't realize oh. it's got a cockpit with a pilot in yeah, it. Yeah, it's got a little, oh. little guy in it, little buddy. It's got a little, chilling. little buddy, just hanging out. Cool. Yeah. So uh, they showed off more of the cities of Sigmar guys. Um, we'd previously seen footmen uh, who were, you know, as we said, pretty good. They just looked like you know standard people who'd been drafted into doing a, a medieval military campaign, but with some Age of Sigmar zhuzh on top of them. Now we're getting the same thing, but mm-hmm. with cavaliers. We're getting we're getting cavalry models. Which are really cool. Um, they are I, so fucking like Baroque German. I love it. Yeah, really, really cool armor. Uh, good mix of like styles and interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Like there's a dude with a skull hat, but he just has like a gate on top of his head. Like he he has a little little design that looks like a portcullis just on top of the head for some reason. Uh, we've got and, there's there's a Baratheon with a fucking crowned stag helmet. <laughs> Yeah, there's just some dude with a, a stag head. Maybe it's an elf that's been drafted, since cities is technically supposed to be a lot of people other than just humans. Um, let's see. This, uh, the cool this one with guy. the boar on top that's got the big fuck-off hammer. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Guy with the boar hat. Um, uh, da, 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 da. There's a, a horse that just has a skull stapled to the front of his little uh, armor piece on his face. Don't know why, but sure. So he's yeah, a yeah, does, whatever. Um, yeah, uh, a lot of hourglass symbology for some it's, reason. It's there's, weird there's f- that the banner is flowing forward. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure about that. Like, I, that could be an angle thing and it's kind of a sideways look. Yeah, but then again, sure. I guess none of the horses have a lot of forward motion in them. Yeah, they could just be kind of hanging out because there's like two that are running and one that's yeah because in all the other stuff on that horse is blowing forward its tail and the tassels as well yeah now these guys are really interesting though they kind of they kind of have like mm, i want to say i don't know they they kind of feel like warhammer fantasy plus essentially yeah. like they do feel they feel like original guys but they have just a lot more like filigree and random bits and bobs to kind of i don't know give them that little over the top age of sigmar 
vibe, I suppose. Either way, really cool. Oh, yeah. uh, very excited to see the rest of the range. They did post a picture of the new ones compared to the goofy old. Yeah, quite a quite cavalry. a step up. Well, yeah, because those guys were just very standard, like English-looking armor, maybe mm-hmm. French. You know, they're they're not quite Bretonians, but yeah, just uh, very very standard medieval fantasy, and now they're medieval fantasy plus. <laughs> it it, uh, it also looks like there's a bunch of little different ways to customize all these guys. Because on the bottom of the page, it shows different arms on guys and different heads. Yeah, I'm sure they come with a dozen different heads and probably different weapons if you want to do lances or close quarters or whatever. When uh when does cities come out autumn uh, is that what it said yeah i think it said autumn so yeah we'll uh, we'll probably be getting a, a deluge of information about them in the near future so yeah cool new army or i guess technically old army but totally <laughs> new update so that'll be fun for those of you that want to just play just a dude with a sword and shield yeah i mean i enjoyed city sigma i always thought they were fun yeah Maybe, uh, hopefully, they'll be able to kind of wrangle the ideas a bit more, because that was definitely the army that was just, like, the Isle of Misfit toys for a while. Yeah, who knows? Uh, maybe I'll purchase some Cities of Sigmar stuff at Nova. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got the new Battle Force, totally started a new army again. I mean, that's it's cheaper than a fucking Warhound. I mean, you're not wrong. If the, if the option is Cities of Sigmar or Warhound, maybe go for Cities of Sigmar. Yeah. Or Warlord, I guess. You only have up to go. I'm toying with the idea of um, flipping all the Caradron that I got. <laughs> so you can get Cities of Sigmar? Yes. Well, no, no, not, not so I can do Cities I don't know. I just, I'm a Skaven player, man. I mean, that's fair. You could tip, take off all the heads and put Skaven heads on it. <laughs> I could. Just make them look like Skaven that took over Caradron. That would actually be really on brand for me, and that actually might be kind of fun. And just play them as as Caradron, but with Skaven heads. Yeah, go, yeah, it's just Skaven who got the technology. Whatever. Well, it's like that dude who did the um, the Gloom Spike Caradron. Did you ever see those? Oh yeah, where he had the squig. Yeah, the squig and balloons and shit. Oh, that was great. Who knows? Maybe I. I, I might I might pop a head off a couple and look at them and see how it looks. Conversion potential, Tony. Yeah, and that might that might give me a little bit more love for it. But I think it's just because I haven't found a paint scheme that I like on them yet. Nah, that's fair. Yeah. Probably worth just doing a bunch of test schemes and figuring yeah. it out. Yeah. But anyway. But then I have to stop uh, painting my hundreds of Soyaf minis I've been painting. But you're you're done with like half of them now. That's true. Actually, yeah, the but only anyway, the only so Lannisters after, I have to finish are the Halberds and the nice. the guard, the Castle Rock guard. Getting there. Mm-hmm. Almost done. But after cities, yeah. has anything else uh, tickled your fancy, Tony? Uh well, they've showed some new old world stuff sure did uh, like actual new actual stuff. models not just a not just a picture of old bretonians going you can use your old shit if you want to yes yeah, so that, that's another great thing is it's slightly larger bases but they'll sell the base expanders for them so all my bretonians are viable again but i looked at him and boy do i need to repaint him because boy is my painting different than it was three years ago that's you've had a lot of practice i have <laughs> uh but they have showed off two new heroes for uh old world one of yeah. them is a Bretonian paladin that is just fucking, it's perfect. Like, yeah. he's got the fucking stag helm like you would expect, the good plate mail on him, wearing the big fucking Bretonian surcoat, has a back full of gubbins, including what looks to be like a roasted ham leg, fucking lanterns, cups, books, and he's stabbing through the head of a fucking orc on his base. Yeah, it's it's... This is, 
even if I don't play Old World for any way, shape, or form, I kind of want this guy just as a D and D mini. Oh yeah, he is this is a this is a awesome. war cleric D and D mini right here. Literally, the only complaint I have about it is what the fuck is going on with that lantern? Why are the candles on the outside of it? Yeah, that's kind of a weird one. I will give you that. Yeah, that's weird. Like what? That's not how fucking lanterns work. Games Workshop. What is what is going on there? <laughs> Anyway, otherwise, though, really, really cool model. Uh, like, this is just the perfect Bretonian model. Yeah, it also, I saw it somewhere, but I can't find the picture now. But there's a bearhead version of him as well. Really? I have not seen I that. I saw it somewhere, and now I don't know where it was. Huh. Well, while you find that, I'll talk about the other yes, model. Please. We got a look at a new Tomb King. Uh, I don't know exactly what it's called, if it has a specific uh, unit name, but I think it might just be a Tomb King. Um, it's what you would want in an updated mummy dude. Uh, he has like the full faux Egyptian look going on. The cool undead thing, you can see his spine through like the, uh, the, the armor on his front. Uh, his face is a little too full, I feel like. It looks like it probably should be more gaunt as a mummified undead dude. But otherwise, yeah, it's it's a fucking Tomb King, but updated to look awesome and new. And uh, I will say, with these launches, this is the first time that Old World feels like it's gonna be a thing and not just kind of a weird running joke. Now that they have actual new models. But yeah, so I don't, I don't know if that picture is official or not. Yeah, nah, it, it looks like it may be. I don't know where you would get that leak from. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's def to definitely going to be Tomb Kings and Bretonians as the starter box. If that's what they're showing off, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, like uh, like I said, this is this is the first time Old World has felt like it'll be a thing instead of just, like, mm -hmm. them going, I don't know, Total War Warhammer did well, I guess we'll do it again or whatever. <laughs> yeah, what was it uh, Ben was saying? It's nice to see something other than pictures and promises. Yeah, exactly. Where they've been talking for years, they're like, "Hey, Kislev will be in it," and we're like, "Cool, that, awesome." <laughs> yeah. <neat. laughs> no, I, uh, uh, I mean, you know, I, I like Warhammer Fantasy. I like Age of Sigmar. If the models are good and not stupidly expensive, I'll probably get into it. You know, if the rules are fun. I, I, you know, Chaos Dwarves or Tomb Kings or all kinds of factions. Mm -hmm. I fucking love playing in Total War Warhammer, so might as well. I really need to actually. Or hey, kick you in never know. Might running. join you in Bretonians because this paladin's My fucking man. incredible. I honestly we'll figured see. you'd go Tomb Kings. I might. I mean, if uh, we'll see how the releases go on the models, I might split that box with you if they do a Tomb Kings. Well, you twisted my arm into it, Andrew. Uh, yeah, I know how hard <laughs> it is to get you to buy Bretonians. I know it's so hard. So we'll get that box in 2083. <laughs> oh man. No, but no, no release date like you were guessing. But uh, I, I honestly thought they would give us a year. I really thought they would say coming in 2024. Well, now that they haven't said anything, I'm going to guess late 2024, early 2025. Oof. That's so since, uh, since they didn't give us one. We might get more news at the end of this year. There are other, other yeah. Warhammer big events that might come up. Maybe we'll get yeah, There's a lot of opens. There's a lot of, uh, there's yeah. the final. There's Nova. There's, there's still a bunch yeah. of shit. So plenty of time for them to announce it, but since they didn't do it at Warhammer Fest. Uh, Maybe that's what yeah, that winter book is in the fucking Dawnbringer. Yeah. <laughs> the new book for Age of Sigmar, Warhammer <laughs> Fantasy Battle. <laughs> oh man, so uh, what's, what's another one of the things that popped out at you? 
Uh, well, I think we've gotten most of the really cool big stuff out of the way, so now we're kind of filtering down through the other stuff. But uh, the next very cool thing, which I don't, we'll see if I ever end up playing Lord of the Rings fan or Lord of the Rings battle game. But we're getting the Get Off the Road diorama, which also has models that are used in the actual game. One, it has one so model that's used in the actual game, and that's the ring rate. No, nah, we definitely have four seated hobbits as a model <laughs> in the game. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna, it's, it's the scene where the ring wraith catches up with them and they hide under the tree roots and the model is fucking gorgeous. It really is. That is an amazing diorama piece. It comes apart so you can have them as individual bits. You can have the Nazgul on his own. You can have the four hobbits sitting on a log on their own, or you can snap them together where they're hiding under the tree roots and the Nazgul is just looming over them. It is like, this is just something I want on my bookshelf. This Mm -hmm. is a... It's beautiful, really model. fucking cool, and boy, we're a bunch of Lord of the Rings players fucking salty about it. Yeah, I not being part of uh, that particular community, uh, why don't you explain that, Tony? Because when you said that, I was like, why? This model is fucking incredible. So in the Lord of the Rings strategy battle game, or Middle Earth strategy battle game, however you want to call it, there's a bunch of models or units that have rules but don't have models that you've got to convert uh, there's also a bunch of really bad old metal models that, frankly, kind of suck. And they kept teasing about how good this release was going to be for Lord of the Rings. It was going to be something big. It was going to be something huge. So everyone thought it was going to be a bunch of like range refresh stuff, um, a bunch of new models, or even stuff from the Rings of Power show. Because there's been some leaks of some of the sculpts from like orcs from it and stuff, which will be fun. Hmm. But... That's what everyone thought it was. And they're like, it's a diorama that you can use one model off of. <laughs> and people are I, not fucking happy. I could see why you might be salty about that. But as a non-Lord of the Rings battle player, uh, wow, this is a cool model. Yeah, my, my favorite is just the last line of it here in the article is the piece can also be built to come apart. So you could, if you wanted to use the ring rates and your game is a separate <laughs> miniature, you know, that thing you <laughs> won't like... do because it's a rad diorama piece. <laughs> yeah. No, I would just, I would just glue this together when it's all done. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's, it slides together. Like it hooks together. Yeah. No, I would, I would eh, maybe magnetize it, but yeah, no, it's, it's ugh, cool, cool, cool diorama. Yeah, it makes me wonder if that base is just a fucking brico plastic. That's what it looks like. It Although does. more than likely it's probably like a hollow piece. It's that's gotta a, be, but still, that's a big ass piece. That would be a, a huge waste of plastic if it was just a solid brick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anything I mean, else uh, tickle your fancy, Tony? Uh well, there's the fucking what is this thing even called? The Malgrunta. Yeah, the, the huge boar yeah, from the, the Iron Jaws. This thing's cool as shit. Look, it's got two dudes just, like, fucking around on the side of it with big-ass hooks. Man, I the the side riders and the guy on top are cool. I kind of think I would like this more if it was just a fuck-off big yeah. boar that they just launched into the enemy that, just as, like, a, a beast of war. That fucking armor on the front of it and the side of it is just so cool looking. Yeah, all these big blades stapled to its tusks. Like, that's that that's a really cool model like, for sure. I, like, it's... I, I think it would be better without the orcs, honestly. Like, the boar itself is just really cool. I have always been interested in the fucking, like... Ard boys, like heavy armored orcs and stuff, and every time they show a model, I'm like, maybe this is the one that's gonna push me over the edge. And 
I mean, when they release a video where it's like Gorkamorka, more like Porkamorka. Yeah. I mean, how how can you not want to get those models? It's got a pun, man. That's a good pun. There's another one too. When I when I get in the orky mood for 40k again, I might get it just to like represent a fucking uh, Squigasaur or mm-hmm. something. Like this is this is a good model. Uh. Well, okay, now we're filtering down to the slightly less good, but still good. I will uh, go to Horus Heresy, where we got two new models, which are pretty (laughs) rad, honestly. We got uh, Varen Ashradon, who is a uh, uh, son of Horus. Horus. Who is that's it's it's pretty good. It's Warhammer Fantasy or it's a, wow, <laughs> my brain is melting. The eight point sixer is getting to me. It's a uh, Warhammer Horus Heresy. I think it was the e at the end. Yeah, my brain like, connected it. it. Yeah, I'll blame it on that. Uh, you know, he he seems like a officer for Horus Heresy type shit. But uh, the guy who's like diametrically opposed to him, we're getting Lord Castellan Evander Garius, who is a Way Terminator cool. Imperial Fist. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this is a really, really cool model. Wow. Yeah. Like, damn, all the good reveals were stacked up in the second day of Warhammer Fest, man. Because this thing's (laughs) fucking cool as shit looking. Yeah, like this is one where you sand off the Imperial Fist stuff and use it as just like a a Chapter Master and Terminator armor or something if you play Space Marines. This guy's awesome. The only Imperial Fist logo he's got is on his fucking cloak and on his damn banner pole. I'd use that motherfucker as a, a Templar commander. Yeah, no. Because he's got the really, Templar cross because he's first company. Really cool. Yeah, I mean, really Templars fucking are cool. Imperial Fist yeah. successor, so it would make total sense, too. Like, that's, damn, that is a dynamic fucking Terminator. He's got, like, the underslung plasma on his fist on, on one hand, and he's pointing with the power fist on the other in the coming for you, brother kind of pose. Yeah, and so. the dude on his base just has a glowing hole in him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's that's a good Terminator. That's a good fucking Terminator. It's a good fucking Terminator. He's kind of got the uh, Tor Garadon energy, but like less goofy. Yeah. He doesn't have the weird Yumbo-sized power fist with the weird tri-barrel gun on it. This just just looks good. It's it's, it's dynamic. It's uh, intimidating. Like it's just what you want in a fucking Terminator commander, essentially. Yeah, it's oh, it's so good. Ugh. And uh, they showed some sculpts for jump pack marines for Horse Heresy, which, eh, whatever. I don't know why you bothered <laughs> with that to show us the actual sculpts when they're done, but cool, whatever. Yeah, there's uh, new Cursed Executioners of Nagash. Yeah, getting some new uh, Night Haunt for uh, Warhammer Underworlds. Kind of just look like all the other Night Haunt for Warhammer Underworlds. Yeah, nothing terribly special they have different weapons and different poses but otherwise don't feel that different i don't know they do anything wacky with their their color scheme or, yeah. yeah there's a dude cutting know. cutting little tiny skull ghosts apart with a sword so that's neat yeah it looks like he's kind of golfing a little it bit does. honestly uh the skulls are not crazy well painted on these guys it, it, it kind of feels like they just kind of let these guys till last minute and they're like oh shit did you paint the ghosts fuck we have to have those in a couple of days oh no was there any war cry reveals uh yeah there is uh well what's the box called nightmare quest that got revealed with did i just uh, totally miss that you might have, because this one's real fucking controversial, uh, as in uh, more boring-ass Stormcasts, which, you know, they're fine. They got some guys with double swords, a guy with a big sword. When, I, I'm literally looking at all the Warhammer Fest stuff, and I do not see that. Oh, let me link it to you, Tony, and then link you 
the uh, flesh eater. Oh wait, is this teams. the pious heroes and deluded cannibal cannibals thing? Yep. Let me let me let me. Okay. All right. Let me let, let's get some real time reaction on me on this. All right. Just over to, okay. Just just skip the storm. This the the the, the storm storm. Should, should I watch the more. video or should I just go go down? No no no. Just go down to the okay. flesh eaters and scroll right, my dude. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm gonna look at the storm cast. They just look like storm. All right, all right. There's one dude fucking finger banging the hole on his sword. That's kind of fucking weird. Yeah, just, you know, whatever he's into, whatever. Uh, some Skrillex haircuts. Another stupid lantern. Okay. The guy with the skull hat and the skull lantern. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. It, are those, do you like are the, those monkeys? Yeah, do you like the, <laughs> the ghoul baboons? <laughs> ghoul, I, I'm going to go with ghoulrillas. Yeah, ghoulrillas. What the fuck? Uh, might be one of these stupidest looking models oh, I've seen no. in a long time. They are fucking awful. Oh, oh man. It, like, they're not even silly in a funny way. They just look bad. I wish you could hear the noise my face looks like. <laughs> I guess we could take a picture and send it to me, but we're never going to replicate that initial reaction. I wish we had a video of it. Jesus Christ. Like, even the ghoul models look bad. Yeah, like, they're... Uh, they look again, like 1998 Mordheim models. Again, I really think it's the paint scheme. Like, the skin, they didn't really do a good job doing, like, volumetric highlighting on the skin, so they're kind of flat-looking, and... You know, continuing the ghoul trend of let's just shove a bone in my arm or whatever. Like, there's a dude who has bones through his thighs. Not the meat, yeah. not like the skin. They're literally going through his femur. Like, he shouldn't be able to walk. <laughs> oh, it comes with more meat trees. Yeah, no. I, and a lizard man temple. I, literally the only thing I want from it is the, the broken world shaper engine. Or realm, realm shaper engine or whatever it's called. Because uh, that would be a good centerpiece for my meat tree terrain. But wow, I don't want to paint any more meat trees once I've done no, like these are genuinely terrible. You know what? Like, Nightmare Quest is right. Good job, guys. Nightmare Quest is good. Yeah, like uh, it's another one. I want to see someone else paint the ghouls. They'd probably look a lot better in somebody else's paint scheme, I think. But I don't think there's any saving the the <sighs> ghoulrillas. Those are those are fucking stupid. Yeah, those are pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> somebody is gonna paint them with bright red asses, like IR Baboon. As you as you should. <laughs> Oh, Oof. I like, and I, I like the idea. We were talking about it with Elias, who is a Flesh Eater Quartz person. Uh, and I like the idea of the Flesh Eater Quartz delusion being so strong that it can affect monsters and beasts and, like, have them become ghouls. That could be a really cool direction for the army to go into and, like, a way to update the range other than just shit that Warhammer Fantasy Battles had. But this is not it, my dude. You do not want baboons yeah. to be your fucking, your fucking, like, beasts of war. These look so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, oh yeah, that was. Oof. Yeah, yeah, it's it's rough. This might be one of the worst Warcry bands they've released, I think. Because typically, like Warcry and Underworlds is where they show off the really cool bespoke models for armies. And whew, if this is a uh, the future for Flesh Eater Courts, sorry guys. Yeah, that's um. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> just I just got dumbstruck. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's not often that there's like a bad model, but that's like that's something else, man. 
Yeah, like that. That might be one of the worst models since the uh, the the fucking floating potato for Necromunda. Oh, dude, we've done our like our top five like Warhammer models and shit like that. We've got to do a bottom five episode. Oh, oh, put that one in the in the box for later, Tony. We'll save that when we're out of ideas for a different. Yeah, day. seriously. Oh yeah, that's baboons. That'll that'll be one of the re- recent ones. Yeah. That's terrible. Oof. Oh God. Yikes. Well, Significant fucking yikes. Well, it can only go up from there. Any other things tickle your fancy from previews? I think that's pretty much it for Warhammer Fest. Tony, how about you? Uh, yeah, the the new Galodark goes up for pre-order this coming Saturday, so that's... I was about to say, we can go to Sunday previews. That's which, the only uh, Sunday yeah. preview there was. Nope, there's more if you no, scroll down. No, there's not. Uh, the Arbities are coming out in their individual box, finally. Oh. Um, they're releasing the... Still don't know if I actually like those models. Like, I do, but I don't. It's weird. I really feel like if you swap their heads for the Palanite Enforcer heads, they'd look ten times better. Yeah, but it does have a, 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 a chonky pup, and I do love a good old chonky pup. Yeah, they got the Judge Dread aesthetic, but I think the helmets kind of have too much of like the Sisters of Battle aesthetic with like <laughs> the weird pointy like visors and stuff. So if you changed them out with the Palanite Enforcers, just like gas mask kind of thing they got going on, I think it'd look a lot cooler. I, um, I don't know what the Felgor Ravagers are, but those dice are sexy as fuck. Uh, those are the Beastmen. Those dice are sexy as fuck. Yeah, I really want the Beastmen, and I like those dice. Those are cool. Uh, we're also getting a lot of stratagem cards yeah, for, for Titanicus. Titanicus. So, Loyalist, Traitor, Legios, Knight Stratagems, uh, Narrative, the Defensive Ryza cards. Uh, also, an Open War Pack, which we might need to get, because uh, that's just, like, randomly drawing uh, yeah. uh, battles and stuff to do. I- I've got the Open uh, War deck for 10th edition. Oh, or for nice. 9th edition. 9th edition? 10th? Fucking... But yeah, for <laughs> Titanicus. Got that I early release. Yeah. Yeah, so get that for Titanicus. Uh, we're also getting some Blood Bowl guys. We're getting uh, Dribble and Droll for the Lizardmen, the two uh, guys who specialize in fouling other players. And we're also getting uh, Withergrass Double Drool. He's finally coming out, which uh, quick turnaround. They only previewed him a couple yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, he was the so. Sunday preview the last time we recorded. Yeah, so like, yeah, a couple weeks ago. So that was that's really fast. Uh, shitload of books coming out, yada, yada, whatever. So yeah, uh, some stuff coming out next week, which... Uh, Oh, I am sorely tempted to get Gallo Dark. I really, really like that Beastman kill team. Like I said, I, I'd I, be tempted to throw some ratheads on those Votan. Mm, well, I no guarantees, but if I buy the box, I'll let you know, and you can chuck a few bucks my way. Because I do need some of that terrain. That's, exactly. uh, that's good. 40k and kill team. Yeah, those, those Beastmen are a good step towards your Renegade Guard army you're working on. I mean, you never know what the future might bring, but at the very least, I like Kill Team enough that another team is... No, no, I'm pretty sure we're set on Nuclear Holocaust at this point. For, for what? What the future might bring. Oh, oh, oh. The future of my hobby. Oh! Yeah, Nuclear Holocaust is probably going to be in our 40s or 50s. <laughs> so, yeah, with that uh, that final fun note to end on... <laughs> Plenty of time I've, to hobby until then. That, uh, I think, is everything for now. <laughs> now. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's pretty much everything we got previewed for Warhammer Fest, with the exception of the Monday reveals, which are all Kill Team reveals. So this was the last one of the, the shipboard ones, right? Wasn't this the fourth one? Yes, this is the end of the like into the dark kill team. I wonder what the uh, segment. Ooh, ooh. I wonder what the next one's gonna be. That is a really good question because the first one was orc stuff, and then we got cool space Hulk stuff. Uh, I think it'd be cool to see jungle. Jungle would be jungle or like deep urban. 
if they're tying it into like the current lore stuff for 10th edition, maybe it's like Tyranid heavy stuff. So maybe we get like oh hive ship could be hive ship, which would be interesting for the terrain, or like I don't know Catachan v like lictors and stuff. I like would that. I that would love be... to see a jungle based kill team where that it's just hype because really cool. I mean GW hadn't done trees in a long time. Just. Um, just they have. I have a full terrain set of meat trees. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. They're just made of meat, you know. That thing that trees are definitely made out of. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, jungle would be really cool. Uh, uh, like tyranids that are absorbing a planet could be cool. Mm. Like a mix of like the 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 bio stacks and I don't know, like dissolving uh, you know biomass or whatever. That could be really yeah. fun. Because they had those little like capillary tunnel or capillary towers and shit like that at one point. Yeah, I have uh, essentially the Zerg creep where it's just weird mm-hmm. organic shit on the ground. That could be fun. Have uh, uh, terrain rules for crossing over that stuff, maybe. Yeah, but I would also like to see like a really, really tight urban one. Urban would be really cool. Um, I would really like to see something like uh, Necron Tomb World. I think that would make a really cool one. Have like um, rules for like the terrain shifting because it's all living metal and stuff. So I think there were rules for that in a white dwarf with boarding action stuff. Hmm. But actually have it be Necron terrain. That'd yeah, because be there was like a set of tiles that came with it. But maybe it wasn't okay. Necron. Maybe it was just Chaos. Maybe. Yeah, or Realm of Chaos stuff could be really cool. Oh, like yeah. fighting on a world in in the Eye of Terror or, you know, where the Eye of Terror used to be, I guess. Now it's just the Great Rift. It's going to be a crossover with Old World. <laughs> just fucking two. <laughs> You're fighting Tomb Kings and Bretonians. <laughs> Bretonians versus Necrons. Like, ah, these Tomb Kings look strange. Sally forth, brother. <laughs> uh, the Lady Protects, baby. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that's going to wrap it up for us this week, guys. Um, hopefully you're going to have another episode with you in a, for you in a couple of weeks, subject TBD. But, uh, as always, if you would like to reach out to us, have questions, comments, show ideas, critiques, angry letters, anything like that, weird pictures of stuff, just not genitalia, please. Uh, yeah, that's, we, we don't need that. Don't, you know, don't need that. We, we're not, we're not going to yuck your yums, but you know, it's, uh. Yeah, we don't want it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, reach out to us at our email at dicelikeicepodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on our Instagram at dicelikeicepodcast on Instagram. And then Andrew's got his Instagram of the Brush Goblin. He remembered this I time. I did remember this I said time. it earlier. You did say it earlier. Uh, but I was also looking at it when you were talking about Archaon. So. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and then mine is the Mediocre Minis Painter. Uh, we're also technically on Twitch at Dice Like Ice. Yes, every now and again we'll play like Battlefield or something. It's been a bit then, yeah. since you've been busy. but We uh, should we should do that again. That was fun, though. Streaming yes, how bad I, we suck. We, uh, we all need to get hell let loose and be really bad at a game. Usually uh, have at least one night free that I can hop on for that sort of stuff. You gotta get a good PC upgrade, though, my dude. We have been playing Hunt Showdown so much, and that game is so much fun. One day, Andrew. One day I will upgrade this fucking... Te- technically, thing. you can play it on your Xbox. There's just no cross-play. Well, that, that kind of takes the fun out of it. Yeah. Yeah. One day. One day I'll upgrade this fucking thing. Or just get a new one. Might not, might, might, yeah, that, might that's, not that's what I mean. Up, upgrade to a new one. Yeah. Uh, we also have a Facebook page that is 
rarely curate, curated, rarely curated, and even more rarely used. It's dice like guys on Facebook. As as always, I uh, continue to not check my own personal Facebook. So why would I check ours for our podcast? Yeah. But hey, if you really like Facebook, technically sometimes Tony does jump on there occasionally. So. See, uh, all the I only post when we put up a new episode. So yeah, but yeah, uh, if you like the podcast and you want to spread the word about it, do leave us a follow and a review. That's the best way for the aggregators to move us up in all the Five things. Stars, we, baby. Yeah. Or four, whatever, whatever you want to do. Yeah, hey, we, you know what? We get it. We're not the best. If, it's fine. If you leave a review, I will read it on air. Hey. As long as it allows me to see it, which I know I can look at the ones on Spotify, Apple, and specifically through Podbean. Mm, I will try and figure is, out the other ones. Are you going to give us good, nice, accurate reviews or just try and be as weird as possible? <laughs> yeah, I have no problem. It's up to you to decide, <laughs> exactly. listeners. I almost said viewers. Like viewers, you. yeah, no, that's a that's a me joke, Andrew. It's not even a joke. You just fuck up all the time. Wow, <laughs> that was hurtful. <laughs> was it? Was no, it? it was too true to be hurtful. Fair enough. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, I almost never post on that Facebook unless it's to say, "Hey, we got an episode up," and I forget about every third one. Ah, ah, same yeah i uh I, I forgot to post on the instagram about the last one so uh we'll try and do better about this one yeah but because we're almost topical this is going to come are, out relatively are. close to the subject we actually discussed we've we've only done that like twice before. i know i know the last episode was less than a 24-hour turnaround from record to release which is just outrageous Wild. For us. absolutely bonkers yeah drop us a drop us a subscribe a follow review you know Help us, uh, help us spread the word out there and get a couple more listeners, get more ideas on show topics. And uh, yeah. as always, we have a Patreon that eventually we'll upload something onto. It's Dice Like Guys on Patreon. Yeah, if you want to just give us money so that we can keep, you know, giving you the yucks, then uh, sure, cool. Have have uh, do that. Though it, it does get you Discord access. And our, our we Discord, do Discord, we do at least every Tuesday night uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard, we get on and do a big hobby hangout. Andrew and I run it, and a bunch of guys from the local group and a couple of other listeners hop on. We work on hobby stuff, bounce ideas, shoot the shit. Uh, let's see, what were some of the highlights from last Tuesday? We talked... Um, we were discussing strange beers. Strange beers, which came up with um, uh, beer brewed with whale testicle. But there, what was the other? There was another weird thing that popped up on it, too. Uh, There's a lot of weird things that pop up on whale it. testicle beer is the only thing coming to mind. <laughs> uh, smoked with with sheep dung. Yeah, with, with smoked with sheep dung. Yeah, as you so, do. Uh, give us give us some money, and you can tune in for that, listener. Let's see, um, what we have also expanded uh, pretty pretty frequently. If people are just hobbying, someone will shout out, "Hey, anybody want to do a, a a hobby hang?" And you know, ends up being two or three times a week at this rate. So yeah, yeah we're we're around. Oh, and then uh, we, we actually got on a really long discourse about artificial intelligence, too. Yeah, that was a weirdly, like, uh, highbrow conversation compared to the whale testicle beers. Well, especially so. considering a transition to do horse meat burgers and John Leguizamo, according to Elias. Yeah, you know, it's, it's stream of consciousness. <laughs> it really is. We're all just painting and doing our own thing, so... Yeah, um, yeah uh, we do at least one. We do one scheduled one of those a week, and then throughout the week, someone will just be like, anyone want to hop on Hobby Hangout? And... People just hop on and shoot the shit and hobby. It's a good time. It really is a good time. And there you go. Yeah. So, uh, Andrew, what kind of advice you want to leave us on tonight? Oh, advice. Uh, well, um, 
Let's see. Uh, if you're doing fresh herbs and don't end up using all of them while cooking, be sure to wrap them in a damp paper towel and tightly seal them away. They'll end up lasting about a week. Uh, you'll want to look into it, though. Some herbs are damaged by the cold, so you might not want to chuck them into the refrigerator. That's how you get gross, slimy herbs. Yeah, and that's uh, that's actually going damp, not wet, damp. Yeah. Very slightly so moist paper towel. And Some of the hardier herbs can be thrown in a glass of water, but most you just want. Them. Yeah, uh, mint, things like that are fine in a glass of water. Basil as well. Um, and you don't want to press them. That'll actually damage the leaves on a lot of them. Yep. You will damage the cell structure, and that loses the flavor, and they just get gross faster. Uh, speaking of damaging cell structure, if you're actually using romaine lettuce, any lettuce really, but especially romaine, don't ever cut it with a knife tear it if you tear it it'll tear along the cell walls and won't brown as quickly as if you use a knife because that'll actually break the cell walls and damage it and you only get this kind of good advice from your favorite hobby <laughs> podcast hey man cooking's a hobby cook is a hobby all right one day we will get that cooking video one out day of god that'll be so much fun to do horse meat burgers horse meat burgers whale testicle beer all right you heard it here first kids horse meat burgers testicle whale whale testicle beer and be careful with your herbs when you wrap them for the fridge thanks for listening and have a good night goodbye dice like guys must be nice to play some games with your friends necromunda makes you wonder how friendships end so flip that table if you're able and consult your charts and graphs <laughs> so let's have some fun and get it done or you can kiss my ass Thank you once again for listening. You can always contact us at dicelikeicepodcast at gmail.com or find us on our Facebook or Instagram, also under Dice Like Ice Podcast. We would also like to give a big shout out to William James for our outro music and Scarlet Saturn for letting us use their music at the intro to our show. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.